when we talk stigma, I can't stand that this happens. People try and make themselves better. They say, I'm going to make some changes. Maybe it's a New Year's resolution. Maybe they're just waiting for a fresh beginning, um, and it could be a fresh beginning in their own life. And gyms get joined this time of year, and people generally stick with it or they don't. There's a lot of things that I am not. There's a lot of things I'm not really dedicated to. But for some reason, um, exercising at the gym almost more than any other exercise, because as documented, I'm not a walker. I don't just go out for a, a, a stroll or even a vigorous walk or a hike. It, it has to have a purpose to me to go from point A to B. And yet, for some reason, running mindlessly on the treadmill for 42 minutes on a Saturday morning, there's nothing, nothing I'd rather do. Um, I think this is a really, really interesting story about a woman-led gym and a gym that is for women. And I get it. I, I get it. I think I'm in a really fun environment. I'm a lifetime fitness guy. There's three of them in the GTA. But I also know that there's some gyms in the GTA that don't feel as welcoming uh, to women. I know that that's true. So we want to talk to somebody who started her own gym as a result. Catherine Satasi Drapeau joins us, owner of Warrior Fitness Training. I hope I got that right, Catherine, and I appreciate you coming on. Yes, you did. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your decision here. I think people read this and thought, boy, I wish I had that kind of ambition, but I'm sure it didn't come with some uh, roadblocks and hurdles along the way. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, from a young age, I've always been active, um, but I found that going to like outside of high school and uh, even during high school, um, just uncomfortable. Uh, I use the word intimidating um, to walk into a gym and feel like you're being judged or feel like um, you just don't have those personal connections with people. Um, and everybody kind of feels the same way, especially at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, to walk into a gym and to just know what to do, um, it's like just the hardest part sometimes is just opening that door, but allowing people to know that it's okay to be scared and like, however you feel, whether it's depressed or whatever you're going through, it's okay to open that door because if I'm on the other side of it, I'm going to help you. So if they know that there's a way that, or if there's someone there that actually believes in them, it wants to help them pursue their goals it just drops the barrier of entry. Um, when it comes to the, the beauty and fitness industry, we have a lot of these standards that are really mm. unachievable. And um, I want to break some of those standards because I don't believe in a lot of those standards. So um, when I when I was younger, I had a, a place that I went to and I chose to go to an all-women's gym in the city uh, because some of the other places were just almost felt like going to a bar and you were kind of walking in and people were kind of judging you. And it was like, okay, this makes me feel worse. I just want to run, run and like go home. Um, Luckily for me, I I went to a woman's only gym and, you know, at the door you were greeted, they knew your name, they talked to you, they were, you know, so I just, I used that model and I tried to make that model even better once that gym um, eventually closed. Now, you don't prevent men from coming, but you know, you're in the no. story that read in the Toronto Star, your clientele, what are we talking about? 85, 15, 90 to 10 uh, women be, be say, men? Yeah, I would say like 85, 15. I, I don't prevent men from coming. And actually, I have three boys. And if you know anything about, how you teach uh, children behaviors, behaviors are caught. They're not taught. 
So my children, they're mm-hmm. older now. They're all in um, post-secondary school and they, they go to the gym. They use my facilities like when I'm not there, when I'm there. They, it's just become an automatic habit for them. But I do have men. I train, I've trained athletes before. I train uh, young teenagers right now. But most of my clientele is women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't push. I don't walk away from training anybody. I will train anybody because everybody is capable of, tr- of being trained. Um, and, and I want people to know that what they, they should be looking for is, um, like, I want to be strong. I want to be strong. I want to be mobile. I want to live the rest of my life. I want to have longevity. I want to be able to have experiences with whoever happens to be in my life, because those relationships that you have in in your life are important. They keep us alive longer. Um, and like you were talking about walking earlier, you don't feel like going for a walk, but walking, even on the treadmill. I know, I know. Yeah. And, and that's phenomenal. But walking in nature it has so many benefits. It's just more mm. mental benefits. And post-pandemic now, if I can say that we're in post-pandemic, you can. what I've seen in the last few years is so much more mental illness well, than anything else. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great uh, jumping out point for us. By the way, we're talking with Catherine Satasi drapeau uh, Her place is Warrior Fitness Training. It's uh, at the Richmond Plaza in Thorold on Toronto today on 640 Toronto. How many people... I, mostly women because of your clientele came to you and said the pandemic just it flattened my mental health and I let myself go and I I, ne- I need to fix myself I need back in to this game you must have a lot of women who are banging on the door saying I, I want to change everything about who I am not just how I look but how I feel inside that's the biggest thing yeah yeah um, once you teach once you like I still have women coming to me saying that and I know that there's women right now if they're listening, if they're reading the story or just finding out about me, knowing uh, or just just feeling like I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Um, and, and it's OK to feel like that. And, mm. and frankly, like, to be honest, a lot of us felt like that. Like, yeah, basically, the rug was taken out from all of us. And then some of us were told we're no longer essential businesses. Um I have a little bit of a hard time with with being told that we're not an essential business, especially when you look at the hospital system and um, how the hospital system is really not in a good place. So they they look at the the fitness industry, they shut us down. And I know that if we just told people to go for a walk and just that fact alone, if we can get people to walk more than 8,000 steps a day, and and that's your average, and that's not asking Mm -hmm. a lot. And for some people that is, but that bit of movement, already gives you a chance of like comorbidity. So it decreases your chance of dying by more than 50%. It decreases depression. It decreases um, some cancers, yeah. some gastrointestinal issues. So like, like problems with blood pressure. That's all. So if, if you look at that fact alone, that's taking pressure off the system because we're ask, asking people to be responsible for their health. So there's an easy and a free way where people don't even have to go to a gym. Just go outside and go for a walk. And, mm. and if you if you pair it with a habit, like I had breakfast, I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk. I go for lunch. I go for a 10 minute walk. People sometimes think that walking isn't enough. And I'm going to like I want to be the one to disrupt that and say it is enough. Any kind of movement is enough. And as as uh, like we were talking about women earlier, too, but you don't have to feel guilty. Like if I said today I'm going to do that 60 minute walk and I don't get it done. If I just mm-hmm. went and I dropped the barrier a little and I said, okay, but I got 10 minutes done, be proud of that fact alone. We try to make people and we try to put them in these places and say, you have to be this perfectionist. You have to have six pack abs. You have to do this. You yeah. It's not reality. Like the reality, people, we don't have that much time to, to um, 
put into fitness. But as the fitness industry, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't be telling people to use this much time of their day and they have to keep it up. We seemed we seemed very afraid as well at certain points in time. I mean, my issue sometimes with restrictions during the pandemic without relitigating it was it doesn't strike me that one size fits all recommendations work. We're not distinguishing sometimes between who is who. It must have driven you crazy as it drove me crazy that we, people were almost afraid to say, you know what, fitness and how you live and even how your mental health is will help get you through this maybe with a better outcome. That was almost like like not allowed 18 months ago to even talk about. And now it is all we're talking about. And now it is what we're talking about. And we're just kind of playing like we're just kind of whispering it because if if you're a specialist in your field, you should know that information. And if they didn't have those specialists in those fields, maybe they should have asked us for a little bit more help. Even if it was just putting us online in facilities saying, okay, let's move today. You only have a four by six section of, of feet to move. Let's get you to move. Mm. Let's sit down. Let's stand up. Like basic, little basic things. But we we know better. And I hope moving forward, forward we do better for everybody. Um, but but movement alone, we're 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 not computerized yet. We're we're human beings. We need to have those face to face conversations that are separate from online. Because the way that someone walks through my door, I'm the first person that I'm the only person that sees them walk through. I can tell just by looking mm. at their face. Okay, like something's not right today, right? So let's mm. let's talk about it. Let's let's pull you off to the side and let's see what's going on. And even if it's just okay, today we can't like do some heavy resistance training or any structured like we I always do structured mm. strength training, but let's just have a conversation in the rest break and and let me feel kind of where they're at and I'm going to meet them where we're at. If we meet people where they're at, yeah. It it, it goes I- a long way. I got about a minute and a half here. I'm curious, given we talked about sort of women and men prior to, do you have a different, I'd say, brand of women coming there? Because I have talked to women, friends of mine that say, I don't like going to some of the gyms because it's the other women who judge me. It's the other women who give me a double take. It's the other women who stare at me. If it, it, sometimes it's just a vibe, right? It's just the atmosphere. And if you yeah. build a gym with the right level of community, um, then everybody feels eventually people will, I'm sure that you have so many clients that say, what on earth was I waiting for? This feels like home to me. This feels like family. And not every gym does to women no, because no, of both exactly. men and women. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I take pride in knowing the um, ideal people that I can work with, but that comes from me understanding my scope and understanding who I can train and who I can't train and uh, resourcing people mm. out when I, I like when it doesn't meet my scope. So I assess people one on one. I take that time, whether they decide to come in and train with me or not. But just that uh, um, coming in and, and meeting them face to face and having that conversation, seeing what they're looking for. Sometimes that can seem a little bit of uh, intimidating too, but once they get to know me and they trust, yeah. they have a little bit of trust for me, it's a little bit easier. But I, I often sometimes call our community the village. Um, and that could just be from my age too and how I grew up. But when you have a village as a community, there's always someone in the village. The, the village has um, a tremendous amount of resources, and that's what we have yeah. in, our, in our little facility. So, yes, it's a smaller place. It's a personal place. I, I believe that there's a lot of um, – we need places yeah, like that yeah. so we can meet those people, and then we're teaching these people, we're educating these people on what to do, and then they're teaching the people that they're surrounded with the same thing. Yeah, so yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a healthy circle. It's not a vicious circle where women are feeling like I'm less and less or men are feeling like I'm less and less. It's a more and more place. I like it. 